Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another tuesday man super excited to be uh one of your favorite podcasts as you tune in every tuesday first of all i want to just thank everybody for uh man the kind words and the and the the listens and the follows and the subscribes, man, it, it really warms my heart anytime anybody listens because I know you don't have to. So this week, uh, like I said, like I always say every week, excited about the new guest, the guest that we have in the building. Um, big shout out to my man Jarvis for hooking this up. Uh, make sure I, I put that shout out in because uh, he made this happen. But we have none other than Pastor Ken Jones. How are you, sir? I am great. How about yourself? Oh, man, doing wonderful, sir. Doing wonderful. So excited to have you on. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, followed you for a while. Um, and and, and I, I actually think I might have reached out before, but I, I ain't going to put that on you. You know, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to just put that out there. But, but again, shout out to Mr. Jar for, for hooking that up, man. So uh, what I like to do in the beginning, sir, is kind of let you uh, introduce yourself for those that might not know, those that uh, maybe, you know, off the internet or something like that, uh, just kind of tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I am the pastor of Glendale Baptist Church, and I have been here since 2010. Uh, this is my third pastorate. Uh, I've pastored for a total of, oh boy, let's see, I think it is 33 years, something to that uh, effect. I have, uh, I've been reformed. Uh, specifically reformed, intentionally reformed, since probably early 90s. I've been wrestling with the doctrines of grace, or I had wrestled with them for and, and coming to grips with them for a number of years. Um, for about 21 years, or 20 years, I served as a co-host on uh, a radio program called White Horse Inn, where we discussed reformed theology along with uh, three 
longtime friends, Dr. Michael Horton, Kim Riddlebarger, and uh, Rod Rosenblatt. And, um, man, other than, well, I've been married since uh, 1980. I have one adult son who just recently got married, and we're waiting for the grandkids. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I, I have, you know, I told you, I actually got my 10-month-old in my arms and my 3-year-old downstairs, so I'm, I'm in that beginning stage. Yes, sir. Pray for me. Much prayer is needed. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, actually, uh, uh, Pastor Ken, I think I'm trying to figure out where I first uh, found you on, online because um, this past month, well, I guess two months ago now, in October, I did a whole month dedicated to uh, ministers that were influential. And um, and and definitely, uh, you were on that list. But you know, we hadn't we hadn't made the contact yet. So uh, definitely, a, a big shout out to you, man. I want to let people know that uh, just just offer some some YouTube links and also some um, some some articles at Ligonier. So I guess my first question would be: uh, Let's start with White Horse Road because that actually I, I think I that might be where it all started. Uh, let's White start with White Horse Road. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, White Horse Inn. That's a road yeah. in Greenville. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Greenville listener's gonna laugh at that. Uh, oh, but yeah, well, let's start White Horse Inn. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start there, man. Just kind of uh, how that came about, and uh, and just some of the things you saw or yeah. witnessed as you, you know, did that medium. Well, um, boy, I met Michael Horton um, early '90s. And at the time, White Horse Inn had been on the air for about a year. As a matter of fact, I think I may have been on the program where they did their one-year anniversary. But the White Horse Inn was a radio program that was headed up at the time by an organization called CURE, Christians United for Reformation. Michael Horton was the, um, he was the, the catalyst behind that. They took the name after a pub in England where... The reformers who had been on the continent um, would come to England, and they introduced the the concepts and uh, had discussions of uh, concerning the uh, the Protestant Reformation. It's really where they discussed it for the first time in the English speaking world. So that's where the, mm. the the name came from. And um, what what happened is in the early years, uh, Mike and I met actually through mutual friends at uh, Ligonier. Someone knew him, mm. someone else knew me, and I went to an event where he was speaking. Uh, they connected us, and uh, we sort of hit it off from there. And um, we spent actually a day on the air. He was co-hosting or filling in for another uh, radio program, and he asked if I would sit in with him. We did, and then uh, he and I just hit it off, and he asked if I would come in. I think I filled in for Rod at the time. And at the time, there were just gotcha. three hosts. Uh, it was Mike, Kim, and Rod. And Rod was going to be away, so Mike called and asked if I would fill in, which I did. And then Kim was also working on, he was working on his Ph.D. So a couple times mm -hmm. as he was working on his Ph.D., Mike asked if I would come in and, and fill in, and I did. And then when Mike was finishing, was doing his Ph.D. work at Oxford, they asked if I would pinch hit uh, during that period. And after a while, nice. uh, yeah, after about two or three years of me being the, the regular pinch hitter, uh, they asked if I would just become the, uh, the fourth uh, co-host. 
And uh, wow. yeah, it was. Uh, we started as a local radio program. I mean, we were doing this live in studio in Southern California, and I think we aired at either nine or ten o'clock at night. And eventually, uh, the radio program was um, syndicated, and it was picked up in other markets. And they were still playing it live at first, and then we started mm-hmm. taping. And uh, it kind of took off, and I think a lot of the uh, reformed sort of uh, podcasts that you hear now, where you have two or three co-hosts, I'm not saying that they copied us, but I think, (laughs) (laughs) and I certainly wouldn't say that, uh, but I I, I think uh, you can see the influence of the format where you you had four guys that were committed to reformational theology coming from four different backgrounds, and really it was three backgrounds, because Mike and Kim were of the same um, denomination. They were mm-hmm. United or Christian Reformed, and then eventually United Reformed. Rod Rosenblatt was a Lutheran, Missouri Senate uh, Lutheran, and myself as a Baptist. And we would right. uh, just discuss issues uh, relative to not just historical, uh, the historical event, but uh, the strands of Reformational theology throughout uh, the the life of the Church. And uh, eventually, uh, we also participated, or actually became the property, of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Mike and um, Rod and myself were uh, Alliance Council members, and with the Alliance, we became the property, the, the White Horse Inn became the property of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Uh, the mm-hmm. magazine, which was Modern Reformation magazine, and also it included Dr. James Boyce's uh, program, Bible Study uh, Bible Study Hour. They were all properties of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. And uh, in the early 2000s, uh, there was a shift in the direction of the Alliance, um, and we became independent again. And so from about 2000, oh boy, I'm going to say probably about 2004 uh, through mm-hmm. uh, up, up until the, the present day, it was no longer the property of the Alliance, but it, it became ours again. And I served on that uh, on that panel until about 2012, 12 or 13. I think it was 13. Uh, but I moved here to uh, Miami, Florida in 2010, and for a few years I was traveling back and forth, uh, taping once a month in California, then coming back. So uh, about since about wow. 2013, yeah. Wow, wow, man, that is something. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would agree. Uh, a lot of people did steal y'all style. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, I, honestly, I, it was it was an influence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I prefer to say uh, we had uh, an influence, and you can hear it. And and many of the, the young groups, uh, young guys, they've they've been very open about their uh, having been influenced by some of the things that we did. Right, right, right. Yeah, that and actually, same here at the bar. Uh, we, uh, 
you know, I was introduced to reform theology. You know, we had a phone, you know, phone conversation and podcast was very influential and white horse Inn was definitely, you know, one of the ones, um, but you know, it, it was really good to hear the conversation. And that's why I like, you know, I told you like laid back conversation style, because it was good right. to hear you guys kind of, you know, interact and, and, and great things would come out of those conversations. So uh, I would definitely, I think I told Mike this too, but yeah, definitely say white horse and was an influence uh, in two ways. I'll say two ways, one way uh, just because of the dialogue and all of that. And another way, because all you guys are like really smart. So I was like, well, I got to come up with a podcast for us regular people. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll say but it was this. Good I'll say this. One of the things that I really appreciated about our years together, we were friends. We, we, uh, you know, I was probably the last one in the group, but um, mm-hmm. it, it taught me to learn more about the different positions growing up in mm-hmm. a traditional national Baptist church. I didn't really know anything about Lutherans. I didn't really know any. I, in fact, I had right. never heard of the CRC. So being the only Baptist on the group, and I took my uh, my share of lumps over the years because I was the only, <laughs> you know, non-Pedal Baptist. <laughs> and, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it taught me the positions rather than just the argument against different right. views and how we could build on, because what we had in common was a commitment to uh, the gospel and the doctrines mm-hmm. that, that make up uh, the gospel message. And so we found our way, even in certain other areas where there would be differences, whether it be church government, uh, you know, even some, some aspects of liturgy, uh, those areas mm-hmm. that we held in common, we built on that. And it, we, we were able to listen to one another, and that helped me in other areas also uh, in, in dealing with, with people from different faith traditions to at least know those positions, even if I oppose them, know what I'm opposing. Right, right. That makes sense. Make a lot of sense. Wow. Man, you know, there's so many, uh, so many questions I got swimming around. I'm trying to hone them in. Um, and, go and and go from there yeah man well the only thing you know i, I like i told you I, I try to stick to around 30 minutes and i know we uh we uh, we start a little bit late but we, we're definitely gonna um get the people their their money's worth but first question because i do have a lot of pastors that listen and you know i even told you we do a thing called a local pastor spotlight um talk about um i guess your coast and you know you, you like you went from one coast to the other coast and right. and you're pastoring you pastored in both on, on both sides uh talk about your experience in pastoring on the different the regional level like you know what are some of the things or some of the challenges or some of the yeah yeah something to think about it what are some of the things <laughs> some of the challenges that you saw or 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 that you're seeing you know as far as comparing you know california to you know florida you know this that's that's kind of a different question, but yeah, let's 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 dive in yeah. that a little bit. Well, for one thing, and and, and I want to I guess do a little plug as well. I I am presently doing a new radio program which is local and it is available as a podcast, and it's called Saints and Sinners Unplugged. And I work with nice. three other local pastors here that are committed to the doctrines of grace. But I would say, off the top, and I I can't speak for the whole state 
or even the whole city of Miami, but for the part of Miami where I'm situated, it's a lot different from uh, the part of Southern California where I pastored, where it was more densely populated, not only in terms Mm -hmm. of people, but also in terms of churches. So in, um, man, you couldn't, (laughs) you were always confronted with church issues in in Southern California, (laughs) and everything was there. You know, you're right. you're three steps away from from every every strand of evangelicalism and everything in between. Whereas the part of Miami where I'm located, it's more isolated, and I don't see the sort of um, I guess collective efforts of whatever the denomination or theological stripe. Um, there's there are similarities because Miami is sort of high profile. Um, you know, right. a lot of affluence here, as well as it is in Southern California. But I, I think there, and, and I had a couple of friends tell me this when I got ready to come here, that there's a shallowness, there's a there's a lack mm-hmm. of theological depth uh, around here. But I, I, what I've seen is there are some large uh, sort of megachurch movements, New Age megachurch movements, that is that's right. probably filling that void. So I don't, I don't mm. see the, uh, I, I just, it, it just seems everything seems more disconnected here in Miami, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, it does, it does. So uh, as far as you know, uh, your the, your body, the, the one that you you're, you're uh, pastoring, um, as far as the community goes, what are some of the things that you you're doing uh, or implementing or have, or putting in place to to make that I make that connection. You know, you're talking about it being disconnected. What are some of the things you guys are doing to try to bring that together? To connect with the community or yes, within the, the community of faith? Uh, well, I mean, I guess with the, the community around the church, you know, kind of the outreach kind of thing. Well, um, I think church outreach reach towards the community ought to be orga- organic my mm-hmm. primary concern is establishing a strong um, theological base and foundation. And I think mm-hmm. whatever, and then I would see my responsibility at the level of the local church to equip uh, families to establish Christian homes, uh, those who are the heads of the, the, the families to be the spiritual leaders they're supposed to be in their home, and then also to equip the saints to live out their faith in the context mm. of their communities uh, so they can be an asset to their community rather than right. serving the community. Because if, we're, if, if by community what we're talking about is the unbelieving world, then there's no service that we're going to offer them that is gospel that they will comprehend. But I think if mm. we equip people to be good neighbors— so they can be involved at every level of their community, and then whatever develops, whatever collective that develops organically from that, then you know we we get involved. There are things that that are, uh, people in our commu- our church that they they do for the sake of the community that may or may not have church ties. Mm-hmm, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, 
It does. And I I absolutely love that answer. Um, you know, me coming out of the charismatic world, you know, sometimes they bypass that. It's all about, you know, going, set up a tent, you know, yeah. place it proud. I love that answer because, you know, if you're focusing on, on building the foundation, because that honestly, like you said, it's all through organic, you know, connections build the family, build the neighbors. I, I absolutely love that answer. So uh, right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Pastor Ken Jones. Hey everyone, have you checked out Dead Men at www.deadmenstuff.com yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Dead Men exists to equip disciples and grow leaders. We do this through Christ-centered articles, devotions, videos, a podcast, and free resources like books. Dead Men presents the gospel in a straightforward and intentional way. Check us out today at www.deadmanstuff.com. All right, we're back. Uh, man, super excited to have Pastor Ken Jones. I am like uh, trying to, like I told him I was trying to keep all my, my questions. I got so many. We're probably going to talk on the phone uh, some more, man, because I, I really enjoy this. Or maybe even do a part two because, you know, you have the radio persona already. So it's just it's, it just feels so natural. You know, a lot of times I have to pull stuff out of guests. You know, they may be great writers, but they don't have right. the you know, the radio feel, man. So I don't know. I might, might, might bring you, make you a co-host, you know, be a guest. Make you a bar switch hitter, man. Come on. Man. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So good, man. So good. So uh, right here, I want to talk about, uh, and this is going to surprise my guests because usually I, after the break, we're on our way out, but I, I do have at least one or two more. Um, so, Right here, I want to talk about what we talked about on the phone previously about um, the book, uh, man, and it, it just escaped my memory uh, with the one you had the contribution to with uh, uh, Pastor Carter. Okay, well, we did. I actually uh, did two with Tony. Uh, the okay. first, which which I really like, uh, it's condensed. It's with uh, Tony Carter. Michael Leach and myself, and it's called Experiencing the Truth, Introducing mm -hmm. uh, the Truths of the Reformation to the African-American Church. And the reason I like that is because uh, I like Tony's chapters. I think he contributes two or three chapters there, and he sort of gives uh, sort of the context of, of what it is we're trying to get our, um, into our churches, uh, being very intentional in our in our theological uh, persuasion, and then what I do, and and then uh, I think Michael Leach, I believe his is on worship, specifically on worship, and mine is it was supposed to be on spiritual formation, and what I did was more of a historical overview to show the development of uh, or or actually the introduce introduction of Christianity. Uh, on the plantations with the slaves and so forth, and how and and, and I make the point that uh, the problems that plague the evangelical church are the same across the board, regardless of of uh, context and and culture and so forth. But they play themselves mm -hmm. out differently in different historical or in different cultural settings. So if we if you look at 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 the theology or the, the evangelical church, which is really impoverished in terms of theology, that same uh, lack of depth, theological depth, is across the board. 
but it's going to play itself right. out differently in different contexts. So in order to do that, we, we showed the development of the black church and one of the and some of the reasons historically why uh, there's a disconnect between traditional African-American churches and traditional uh, historically reformed denominations, why there is a tendency for African-Americans to, um, Af- African-American evangelicals to be, to have, uh, to be influenced by revivalism or Pentecostalism, uh, because if you look mm-hmm. historically, they were always included in those, you know, in those movements. They could speak exactly. in, in those settings, whereas they didn't have that same access in some of the historically reformed churches. So I love that work because um, I think the three, the combination of the three of us, we cover the whole spectrum. And the other one, right. um, the glory, glory Road, to be honest with you, uh, I wasn't as keen on that one initially because it was it's like 10 biographical sketches. And mm. I wasn't all that interested. I didn't want to tell my story. I, I, didn't, I don't think my story <laughs> really matters. But then when I saw it come together, and I had initially just agreed to write the introduction, but then when I, when I saw the galley and I read the different uh, backgrounds and you had people all over the place, and, you know, and it might be a little bit of a stretch in some areas to say that all of these guys are reformed, and, and, and especially at that time, but what, what right. ended up coming out of it was just an interesting story. It was interesting to see the 10 different stories that are there of, of their backgrounds. They may be somewhat diverse, but it was variations of similar cultural sort of settings. So that if you didn't identify with me, National Baptist, uh, in an urban setting, then you might identify with someone else in who grew up in a Methodist church. So, you know, all these different stories kind of coming together uh, was very helpful. And, I, and I've, over the years, I've had a number of people uh, to talk about how reading those different stories, it was helpful to them. Wow, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, I have the uh, uh, the experience in the truth one. I don't think I have the other one, or I might have it in... I have so many books, sir, that I need to get to. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, yeah, one, man. Of, one of the problems so, uh, I have with people that, with friends that write, is they may send me a mm-hmm. copy of, of of their books, and then you have guys that write a lot. So I'm getting copies yeah. of books that I haven't had a chance to read the last one. Yep, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's <laughs> that's a good problem, though. I always <laughs> tell myself one day I'll, I'll be able to sit down and read so <laughs> yeah yes sir so um okay that actually is a good segue to um what i'm gonna call my bar signature questions these are three questions now i've added a, a third that i ask all of my guests uh signature questions um and uh they're kind of different out the ordinary but i always think they're very fun so first question is what kind of music do you listen to? And see, so you're in Miami now, so if it's Trick Daddy and all that, you know, you just let us know. Well, listen, <laughs> I, my musical taste. Now, it's, I love that question, by the way. I love music. And I uh-huh. am, when I say I'm eclectic, I'm all over the place. I love everything mm. from Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, The Roots. Nice. Daisy, oh. Talib Kweli. <laughs> 
death. Oh, man. <laughs> so you, you're I, in my playlist, man. You're in my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm all over the place, man. I I I like I like even some of the dilated people peoples, you know, which is an obscure ah, group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I I love that question because you know it, it kind of tells a little bit about the person, you know, in an indirect yeah. way. You know, just uh, just kind of what what because I I always tell people music is like a time capsule, and then also we all have what I call soundtracks, you know, to Absolutely. our life, and uh, and, and that's 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 really cool. Yeah, I I think my biggest shock so far with that question has been Lingen Duncan, where his favorite group is Earth, Wind, and Fire, like. Like yeah. I literally, my mouth dropped open. <laughs> well, you probably—I don't know if you've ever heard of this or have seen it—but Lig and his brother John, they kind of rap mm. a little bit. Very little. No way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness! I think wow. John okay. does bop sort of thing. He's the beatbox, and uh-huh. I think Lig is the uh-huh. one who fits the line. Wow, now that is something to see. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's awesome. Oh, man. All right. So next question is, uh, next question is, being a pastor slash radio podcast, all that, you might not do any of this, but we're going to ask it anyway. Okay. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Podcasts. Hmm. Uh, boy, my podcast list ranges from, I, I stopped listening to Bomani. I, I don't listen to him on the regular, but Bomani Jones. Um, I listen to the Ted Radio Hour, uh, mm-hmm. Mark Marin. Uh, I listen to Unorthodox, Theocast. I've started listening to them recently. Uh, Give and Take, which was the uh, Mockingbird um that was uh, I'm, I'm i don't know if you're familiar with mockingbird uh blog guys out of it's, it's a group no. of young uh episcopalians so i've I've been listening to their oh, okay. podcast for a while um i listened to backstory criminal hidden brain oh no by <laughs> ross and carrie and what they do is sort of debunk um metaphysical claims or extraordinary claims they're they're skeptics Hmm. But I listen to them. Nice. Uh, Philosophy for our time. You know, those are those are the podcasts that I listen to. Okay, that's legit. I'm actually probably gonna check out some of those because I'm a podcast fiend. I guess I don't know if it's because of the occupation or whatever, but uh, I, I just I just love listening to them. You know, you know, it's just just so much you can learn. Um, so I guess the only thing I will do is tell you to add the bar in there somewhere, just kind of squeeze <laughs> well, it. Well, you know what? Somewhere. I, I will. I will certainly do that because I, when I, when you called uh, and I went to your website, I, I saw some of the people that you had on. I said, "Oh, yeah, I know some of these guys. I, yeah, I'll listen to this and and yeah, uh, yeah so definitely it it gets added. Good." Good, 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 good. Yeah, we we had a few people that people might know, you know, just a little bit. Oh so. yeah, <laughs> got got it. God has been gracious, man. We're we're just so honored and and thankful for that. All right, so last question before we get up out of here. Um, what book are you reading, or books? Because book? you guys do multiple. Yeah, I'm actually reading a few things uh, right now. Um, 
actually I'm I'm rereading some things. Right now mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. reading on the economy of the covenants between God and man by Herman Vitzius, and I am reading Gerhardus Voss Biblical Theology and uh ooh, I'm trying to remember another title that we just started rereading. But those are those are two that uh that I'm, I'm Okay. Reading. Yeah. That's legit. That's legit. Good deal. All right, sir. As much as I hate to see this come to an end, we are there at the end. And what I always like to do at the end is uh, give you the floor. Uh, Keep in mind, this is December. And any announcements, any shout outs, any words of encouragement that you want to give, I'm going to give you the space to do that right here. All right. Well, this being December, let me just uh, remind those whose faith is in the person and work of Jesus Christ that the real spirit of the season is not giving, but receiving. It's not trying to show how much we love by giving, but it's by showing how much we appreciate what God has given. The most powerful word that you will hear during this season is that the word who is eternal and who is God became flesh and dwelt among us. All of our hope and all of our joy is wrapped up in that single sentence. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So that's my shout-out for the Advent season. Let's remember the reason for the season is that God is gracious towards sinners, of whom all of us are chief. Amen. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That was really good. Oh, man. So big shout-out to uh, everybody that's been listen to the bar make sure you guys check us out on the website thebarpodcast.com uh make sure you check out our other shows the bar we're a network now we have uh bars which stands for biblical and reformed spitters that is our uh, christian hip-hop show on thursdays and then also on friday we have just thinking hosted by daryl and uh virgil where they deal with the uh basically worldview issues current events uh from a biblical worldview standpoint also t barlow's the host of bars make sure you check all the shows out go to the website also facebook instagram and twitter thebarpodcast.com thank you guys for listening What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there